once you go through the process, if you really pay attention to your body and you really focus on you know, your weight and your weight control and what happens when you eat certain foods to your weight, then I think it becomes easier to figure out, okay, this is how my body reacts. And then once you learn that, and again, once you educate yourself through the podcast and through the other YouTube channel videos and things that Dr. A puts out, it all comes together. It's an education process is really what this is all about. It's an education process that never ends. And it's a journey that never ends. And you just keep tweaking it along the way. Hi, and welcome back to another awesome member chat episode here on the Fit Father Project podcast. I am so excited today. I have two long-term members with us. I have James and Lee. We're both going to share a little bit about their story and their journey of how they've been able to drop weight, find success in this new healthy lifestyle, and stay in maintenance for now for both of them over five years, which is absolutely incredible. It's such an honor to be here with you both. Let's start with James. Can you just tell us a little bit about your story? Yeah, sure. Uh, Thank you for having me. Uh, So yeah, it was around five years ago that uh, I retired after working in high tech for 40 years, and I hadn't really taken that great care of myself. I'd gained weight, I had bad posture from sitting at a keyboard a lot, and so when I retired, I decided I wanted to get healthier, and I managed to drop some weight. I was about 180, I got down to about 160, and uh, then I stumbled upon the Fit Father Project. I saw a YouTube video with Dr. A, and I thought I'd give this thing a try, and it was like magic for me. I mean, it had the, the big three pillars of nutrition and exercise and an awesome community of brothers. And it just really resonated for me. I started off with, of course, uh, the FF30X uh, phase one and phase two. And then I transitioned to OSM one and two. And it just, uh, it really helped me a lot. It wasn't so much about losing weight for me at that point. Um, Although I did end up losing around 10 pounds. After I joined, I got down to a low of around 145 pounds. But I gained a lot of muscle and I gained a lot of mobility. And I gained the ability to do things that I never was able to do before in my life. So it was just magical. I wanted to become a fit father member for life, which I... And I hope to continue working this for many years to come and seeing the benefits. Awesome. And Lee, let's hear a little bit about your story. Sure. My, my story is slightly different than James. Um, I joined about five years ago as well, the Fit Father Project, uh, 48 years old at the time, working a lot and neglected myself, my nutrition, my activity for years, probably a good 20 years or so. And really needed to make a change. Um, it was just purely a health decision for me. So joined 
Fit Father Project, found it, search on the internet. Um, you can listen to my podcast, which I'm, I think um, most of you may have, but it explains how I went from 298 pounds down to about 190, which is where I stay about today. I fluctuate hmm, five or 10 pounds or so within that range, depending on how I'm living my lifestyle, which is what we're going to talk about. But, um, you know, unlike James, I was in just a bad nu- nutrition, wasn't uh, sleeping well, wasn't hydrating, wasn't exercising at all. And um, yeah, really, really joined the community, got dug in, um, met James um, in, in, the, in the brotherhood, in the group. And um, he was an inspiration to me because he had just retired. And at the time I was thinking, hey, one day I want to retire, which I still do <laughs> one day. And, uh, um, as part of that, I just, uh, you know, started getting, engaging and, and, and using guys like James as inspiration um, for how to live a healthy lifestyle. And James was uh, ahead of me in the program. And, um, yeah, just fed off, off his knowledge and expertise of a healthy, sustainable lifestyle. So that's, that's, that's how I got here. That's great. Lee, that is very kind of you to say, but I have to say, I am far more inspired by your transformation and you were always there for me. Like so many of the other brothers, it just really gave me the inspiration and the motivation to keep pushing. Wonderful. Thank you for that. And um, I appreciate it. And and like you, it, it's the community, right? It's really the sense of community that the Fit Father Project has in the brotherhood that to me was the real defining moment, right? We, we all can learn how to better our nutrition. We can learn how to hydrate. We can learn how to sleep, exercise, but really that being accountable to yourself, but more importantly, being accountable to someone else, right? Because it was part of those healthy little competitions that we had online back then, right? Where we were communicating and I still, I still want to get the abs you have because if, 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 for those that haven't seen, James has a nice set cut of abs for, for a man his age, for sure. And, and occasionally he would post a picture of them. And uh, I remember reminiscing going, I want those abs. And I would send a message to James and be like, I'm coming for you. I'm going to get those ads. Still not quite the only ads yet, but I try. <laughs> so we all know that there is the meal plan that you work through when you're trying to lose weight. So you're going to be eating in a deficit at that point. But once you've hit your goal weight and now you're moving into maintenance, you aren't going to be sitting in that deficit meal plan. So what was that transition like for you? Uh, Lee, can you kind of start us off with what your transition into maintenance meal planning looked like? Yeah, it was scary. Right. Because I'd been, mm. I'd been, no, seriously, I'd been on this trajectory for nine or 10 months where I was so dialed in and so focused on phase one, phase two, phase three of the program. Right. And they, and it showed great success. Right. I mean, a hundred pounds lost that that's a lot of weight. And I was in that mental focus. I had the physical focus in, in place. And then it was like, okay, I mean, I hit 187 was the weight. And my wife was like, oh, you, you're I mean, starting to look like hollow chinned and you know, hollow cheeks. And um, I'm a little nervous here. And I'm like, yeah, I got to stop losing weight. I'm, I'm actually starting to lose muscle now, right? I'd gotten strong, but then I was starting to get weak again because I was just, my body was absorbing so fast. Um, and I was still in a, in a caloric deficit. So it was scary. I mean, it was scary the first time I started saying, hey, you know what? I think I'll add back in a little, little more carbs than I normally had been eating, right? Um, throughout the plan. And oh yeah, I will allow myself to indulge a little bit more, maybe have a glass of wine now and relax kind of my, my regimen I'd been in. And it took me a little while. I mean, it took me a good month or two to kind of re- restabilize. But I, I really transitioned from, you know, doing the meal prep 
and 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 focusing on you know each meal being prepared and 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 approaching it that way to looking at and saying what are the key elements of success right it's the perfect plate it's the right amount of carbs with the right amount of greens with the right amount of protein and and just continued to pull that through and then slowly it just stabilized right and then since then i've learned how to fluctuate like i said between you know, 190, 195 very well in, in, in how I approach it that way. That's great. And James, yours was a little different because you weren't losing as much weight to get to your maintenance. But so how did you manage that going to your maintenance? Yeah, I mean, I did want to keep the weight off. I wanted to stay lean in part because I love rock climbing. That's one of my passions. And I think to be a successful rock climber, at least for me, I needed to stay fairly lean and uh, light uh, so I, even with, with old school muscle, I, I think I got up to 155 or so. I felt good. I felt strong, but I didn't want to gain a lot of weight, even a lot of muscle weight. I wanted to be strong with the muscle that I had. And so somewhere along the line, I discovered, probably heard Dr. Anthony talking about intermittent fasting or time-restricted eating. And I really embraced that. And that allowed me to pretty much eat whatever I wanted, but within a a time-restricted window. So when I started back early days of time-restricted or intermittent fasting, I was doing probably a 16-hour fast, followed by an eight-hour eating window or a 16-8, as they call it, uh, most days. And I would have my cheat days. And if my wife and I were going on vacation, uh, things would you know, fall off the table and it never bothered me because it was so easy for me to get back after a vacation or after a cheat day or a cheat week. So I was very successful with intermittent fasting and I've continued to do that. And in fact, now on a typical day, I fast until about 2 p.m. in the afternoon, usually post-workout, I have mm. a protein shake and then uh, we have, you know, a, a big dinner together uh, sometime around 6 p.m. So my eating window is narrowed, but that allows me to pretty much eat what I want within reason. I had to get over my nighttime snack binging problem that I had with potato chips and cheese and crackers, but that wasn't too hard. I think discipline is kind of another muscle that I needed to exercise and learn to use. But it's just been pretty easy for me now to stay kind of in that uh, 148 to 153 sort of ish window where I like to be. Mm-hmm. And it's it's great. I'm climbing stronger than ever and doing things that I couldn't do before. So I feel good. I feel healthy and fit and lean and, and strong, but still trying to get stronger. Yeah, of course. And so Lee, you mentioned that it was scary. Right. So we know like this is how you actually did it. You created this super perfect plate and adding it in. But how did you handle that mental piece? Like was there tools that you used or things you told yourself to kind of push forward with that? Yeah, for me, for me it became it became two things. Um first, I started looking back at my why, right? Really, really going back to the fundamentals of FX30 and saying, my why, why, why am I losing this weight? Right. And when I got there, then it became, I had to change that. So for me, I rewrote my why. And and part of my why was I never want to go back to where I was before. 
right? And I still live that today. Like like you, James, I, I don't want to I don't want to get heavy and bulky and and carry around extra weight. I want to stay lean and 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 be able to run and do the exercising that I want to do. So I, I used that as a catalyst, cat, and really just focused on, you know, um, the mental aspect of. I, I like where I'm at. I feel good where I'm at and I want to stay where I'm at. And still to this day, that's the, the methodology I use. And it's, it's mental discipline. It really is. I mean, you know, I, I appreciate James, what you're saying about the intermittent fasting. I intermittent fast as well, but I tend to do like two days a week, like 24 hour fast, right? Which didn't allow me the other four or five days to kind of eat what I want, the way I want, as long as I'm exercising and, and monitoring it, right? And staying away from the snacking, not eating after 7.30 at night, you know, those kind of basic principles we learned along the way. As long as I stay within those parameters, I do give myself the leeway and the freedom to be able to you know, enjoy life and not be so as restrictive as what you had to be when, when, when I was losing, you know, losing the weight. So I guess my message to, you know, the listeners is, is, you know, stay focused, especially in the early days when you're, when you're really trying to get that weight gone. And then you just have to shift that focus to be more of a mindset of now that I'm here, how do I stay here? And then, you know, set goals for yourself along the way. Um, you know, my wife and I do a lot of running, so we set goals for running. I do weights a lot still as well. Um, and MRTs and, you know, I have goals for all those. I track them all and, and use them as part of basically playing a game with myself, right? Like a mental game with myself. I challenge myself and then, then I just mm -hmm. go after it. And I love that reminder of rewriting your mission statement, right? When we first start, our why is completely different than our why 60 days down the road, 90 days down the road, six months down the road, right? And just continuing to update that. That's mm -hmm. a great point, Lee, to just drive home of you can, everyone can be using that, whether you're at your goal weight or not, right? You can keep doing that. And uh, James, you had mentioned nighttime snacking too, as a, as a beast yet, Lee was saying it as well, as a beast you had to come, you know, come to grips with here. <laughs> Do you have any tips for our members who are at goal or getting to goal on how to handle nighttime snacking? You know, that was tough for me. I think I consider that kind of my kryptonite. And for a long time, it was, you know, sitting with my wife watching TV and just wanting to snack on chips, cheese and crackers and things that uh, were salty and uh, savory. And uh, it was uh, it was a little tough in the beginning to stop that. And I actually tried things like, uh, you know, mindfulness meditation. I know Dr. Anthony just did a... a, a mm podcast on that recently or a YouTube video on that that really resonated for me because that is something that I did to try to help me get past that. I agree and I'm glad both of you touched on the mission statement because I went back recently and reviewed my original mission statement. It hasn't changed a lot. It was all about uh, you know growing older and being strong and healthy to be there for my wife and my child and friends and family who may need me. And now at uh, you know 67 years old, I feel like I've got at least another good 30 years ahead of me where I want to continue to be strong and fit and mobile and keep going at that pace. So I think keeping that in mind, keeping the why in mind, as both you and Lee touched on, was so important for me. And both you know getting over the the binge snacking, which now is pretty much behind me, a thing of the past. It took a while. And I beat that beast down and it seems to be put away for good. So it takes time to make those uh, good habits get locked in. And I encourage 
brothers to reach out to other brothers and ask for help if you're struggling in those areas, because it does take a village. It takes uh, not just commitment, but support from other people. Absolutely. That support piece. And I'd say on the, on the snacking part, pretty much all of us have been there. Mm, yes. <laughs> right? Yes. On the snacking part, pretty much all of us have been there, right? I mean, you know, I mean, it was a crutch of mine for years, right? For for the snacking piece. And, and same like you, James. I mean, I think you nailed it very well that, you know, once you, once you get over the hump, you know, things I thought I would, could never live without, I don't miss. And things that I once didn't necessarily like, I thoroughly enjoy now, right? Whether it's foods or, or even certain, you know, other exercise activities and things like that. So. Yeah. And I would add that in my case, alcohol was another big problem. It was something Mm. that uh, before Fit Father, And before retirement, I had gotten to a point where I was drinking way too much. And uh, I started logging my drinks and really paying attention to that. And I've cut back so incredibly far on that. That was another huge help for me just in uh, health and fitness and well-being. So happy to say that that's another uh, perhaps uh, crutch that I was able to get past. I was just going to ask, like, Lee, do you think I was leading into that for you too? Do you think that alcohol was a piece for you that you had to learn how to reincorporate back in as well? Yeah. So, you know, traveling for work and business dinners and, you know, weekends with friends and family, I, I did the same thing you did, James. When I, when I started Fit Father, I was like, okay, how much am I actually drinking a week? I, you know, I, I never got a buzz during the week, never got drunk, but you just calculated it up. It's like, oh, a drink here, a drink there, a glass of wine here, another glass there, and lots of empty calories. They're just providing no value whatsoever to you. So through the Fit Father project, when I was losing the weight, I went cold turkey. I mean, I didn't drink any alcohol, but um, since then, I have reintroduced um, wine. Wine tends to be something that I enjoy, my wife and I enjoy, and I do it with moderation, right? I mean, I limit myself to, you know, maybe one, two days a week of enjoying some wine, and then it's limiting the amount and the volume of wine that you intake as well, right? And I'll offset it. I'll offset it with, again, how I approach my meal for the day, right? I don't necessarily meal prep like I used to, but I know today what I've eaten and I know tomorrow how do I need to adjust whether up down or to remain where I'm at right because again once once you go through the process if you really pay attention to your body and you really focus on you know your weight and your weight control and what happens when you eat certain foods to your weight then I think it becomes easier to figure out okay this is how my body reacts and then once you learn that and again once you educate yourself through the podcast and through the other YouTube channel videos and things that Dr. A puts out, it all comes together. It's an education process is really what this is all about. It's an education process that never ends. And it's a journey that never ends. And you just keep tweaking along the way and, you know, hope for the best and it works out. You know, that's a really good point that you just raised Lee that I hadn't really thought about, but uh, the other day, a few days ago, my wife and I went out to dinner with a friend of ours who was in town. We went to a Mexican restaurant, had a margarita, had chips and salsa, and you know, a big Mexican dinner. And it was, you know, not my typical thing to do. And so I knew that the next couple of days, I would just need to adjust a little bit. And I think that's just become part of the norm now. Like it's okay to go out and have a cheat meal or a cheat day, or even sometimes a cheat week. 
Uh, but you know that you know when you get back, you're going to have to work a little harder to focus and put things back where they were. So it just seems natural now. Yeah, 100 percent agree. I mean, I, I mean, you're spot on. Did that come with practice, right? Like that yeah. ability to be flexible and say, okay, you know, I've had this dinner in the next couple of days, I'm going to maybe see it on the scale. Does that just come with time of being comfortable with that? Right. Cause I think that's scary for a, a lot of us who are trying to lose weight and you're in that losing still, if the scale goes up, that can cause a lot of tension. So we're, how did you prepare? How did either of you, you know, how did you kind of feel more comfortable with that, knowing that there might be a couple rough days on the scale. So, so for me, I actually learned that lesson when I was losing the weight because I weighed myself every morning, like every day, whether it was up or down. And, and for me, it became the overall trends of going down, not the individual spikes. Right. And at, at first I didn't know what those spikes were. I would see them, but then I would reflect on them and think about it. I'm like, okay, so what I eat yesterday? So why am I up a pound today? Right. What did I do or not do? And then over time, as you said, Kat, it all comes into focus because eventually I got to where I figured I'd be like, yep, I'm going to go have a margarita. I'm going to have some chips and salsa. I'm going to have some fajitas. And then I'm going to be up two and a half pounds tomorrow. Right. And I, and I would, I'd go and jump on the scale and be like, yep, up two and a half pounds. And then I'll be like, okay, in two days from now, I'll be, I'll be back to flat in three days. I'll be down a pound and literally doop, doop, and then right back down. Right. Because like you said, James, you hit it. You've got to get back to the focus. Right. And fortunately for us that have been through the fit father project, we know what the plan is. We know how the plan works. And I always just call it going back to basics. Right. So like, if you had that cheat week or the cheat weekend or the cheat couple of days, I just dial back and go, okay, what did I do on the very first day of Fit Father 30X? I had a shake, I had a balanced, you know, uh, lunch, and then I had a, a, a perfect plate dinner. And I go back to that and you do it for a couple of days and you get back on, you keep getting on the scale and you go, yep, weight's gone. And now I'm back where I'm supposed to be. And it just takes care of itself. It, it actually becomes very like simple but it also comes very, very like relieving. Right. I mean, it's like, it's like you don't have to think about it anymore. Right. I mean, which to me was, was very like awesome because I can live this way just like I lived before without thinking about it. Yeah. Right. And you nailed one thing for me, Lee, is the, the logging the weight daily. And I can show you my day-to-day weight pretty much for the past five years because I just have this Excel and it's like I'm used to it. I weigh myself at the same time every morning when I get out of bed. And I pretty much know if I'm, I, you know, I think I'm going to be a little bit up or a little bit down today. And I may need to adjust throughout the day if necessary. But it's just become part of my life. And I, for me, it's been an important piece to log what is my weight and how many drinks uh, did I have, you know, the night before. And it, it just, uh, it helps to keep me on track. Yeah. I, I have a, a scale that actually has an app, right? So mine, mine records directly to, I get on it every morning. It records directly to an app. So it logs automatically. And like you, I have the very first one, you know, all the way through to today. And I miss a day every now and then, like if I'm traveling or whatever. Right. But overall, every day I'm home, I, First thing I do when I wake up in the morning is weigh myself. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's Dr. Ray. I want to quickly pause this episode to thank you for listening to this Fit Father podcast. I am just blown away at how amazing this podcast has become. 
I had no idea when I started FFP around 10 years ago that it would grow into such an impactful mission. And I want to let you know that I am so grateful to be connected to you in this lifetime. And on behalf of me and my entire team, we are so grateful to be in your life, helping you get and stay healthier for your family. That's what I want to share. Just some gratitude from my heart to yours. Let's get back to today's episode. Lee, I want to specifically ask you this because you had lost this large amount of weight. And we hear from members that they struggle to see that progress. Like even though they see the number going down, when they look in the mirror, they still see someone who's overweight. They still (laughs) feel overweight. Even when other people are telling them you look great, or maybe they've even hit their goal weight, right? Mm -hmm. Did you ever experience that in your journey? And then when you were losing your large sum of weight? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Probably the first well, because I was so heavy, right? Probably the first 30 pounds I lost, nobody even noticed outside of my immediate family, right? But people at work or anything like that didn't, didn't really notice at all because I just was so big and I wore big clothes and things like that to help cover it up. So they couldn't really see the change going on in my body. What got very interesting is once I'd lost probably about 50 pounds, 40, 40 to 50 pounds, then everybody started noticing. And then like from there down for the second 50 pounds or so, people actually thought I was sick, right? Which, which was the other side of the coin that you have to deal with too. Cause then people start coming out and like, Oh my God, are you okay? Are you, you know, you got something going on. So mentally for me, it was, it was, a, it was, a, it was like a, almost like a, 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 I don't know how to really explain it. It was challenging. It was very tough because I didn't see myself getting skinnier People didn't see me that way, but I relied again, as what James and I have already talked about, I relied on the scale to be my measure. Right. And then also in the gym, you know, going through the apex 10 and moving into the, to the other workouts, just improving on those to me was enough to show that I was getting better. Right. I mean, we hear it all the time. People come into fit father and they go to do the first apex 10. Maybe they don't make it all the way up to 10. Maybe they make it to five or eight or whatever. Or the one that gets me all the time is when people say, Oh, you know, I, I, I don't think I can do all the pushups. And I'm like, you, you think I could do all the pushups? I could barely climb a flight of stairs, let alone, let alone do, do you know, <laughs> the, the over 100 reps of pushups in the Apex 10, right? So for me, it became, you know, really just just building on the on the successes I had to continue to keep myself mentally motivated and to get me out of the the scary areas of 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 you know, I don't see the progress necessarily on the outside, but I feel it on the inside. Mm-hmm. That's a great reminder, right? There are other tools until your brain catches up utilizing those other tools, the measurements, the scales, the progress in the gym. And then James, when you have a smaller amount of weight, there's also the battle of you have to be pretty tight, right? On your meal plan to really get those last couple pounds that like smaller, those last 10 pounds to go. So how was your meal plan around that? Were you pretty strict to get those la- that last little bit of weight to go? You know, in the, in the early days, I was very regimented and I wanted to follow FFX 30 exactly. You know, I was, if we were going on vacation in our camper van, I was taking dumbbells with me and doing, you know, Apex 10 or Double Trouble on the beach. I didn't want to miss a workout. I really followed a pretty strict meal plan with, you know, protein shakes and the perfect plate, as we mentioned. So 
you know, it wasn't about losing a lot of weight, but I did want to be lean. I also went and had a DEXA scan a couple of times so I could see what is my body mass, what is my percentage of body fat and, and lean muscle and so forth. And it was all moving in the right direction. So that was also motivating to me to see that happening. And as Lee touched on, you know, I think it's critical to look at the non-scale wins. And, you know, you're noticing that you're able to do an apex 10 either more quickly or with more weight over time, you know, these things build up. And even though I was relatively fit, I thought when I started, apex 10 kicked my butt like everybody's. And so did double trouble or devil's turmoil, as I sometimes call it, because it was so painful. But, uh, you know, I'm, I slowly could see that I was doing things that I, I you know, I could never before fit father, I couldn't do a muscle up. I couldn't do a pistol squat. I couldn't do a handstand. These are things that I do, you know, almost daily now. And I'm trying to push it to be able to do more of those things or do weighted versions of those things. And it's just really satisfying to see not just weight coming off, but picking up more mobility, flexibility, strength in other areas, climbing better uh, at the climbing gym and things like that, that have, uh, been very, very self-motivating and keeping me going and combine that with inspiration I get from seeing what people are doing. And when I see people come on to Fit Father and, you know, in the early days, they they may be embarrassed and they are you know struggling with their story. And to me, they're so motivating because, you know, they may be 100 pounds overweight, but they're out there doing something to move in the right direction. And I just have found the community to be so helpful and so inspirational. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. I think that is one of the beautiful things of the Fit Father Project is that even if you don't have a community at home supporting you, right? We hope that everyone does have some people at home supporting them. But if you don't, you know that when you join this program, you do have a whole group of people supporting you. As soon as you join the Brotherhood, they are there, whether you are the first day or five years in, like you guys, you are part of the community and you're supported the whole time. And that's a big, big deal and a big blessing for everyone doing this. Yeah. And to see people that fall off the wagon, but come back, right. you know, that is always inspiring to me too, because that could be me someday. Mm-hmm. You know, I could, something could happen to my health that would cause me to lose some ground, lose some fitness, but knowing that you can come back and the community accepts you in and pushes you forward. It's really helpful. Yeah. And there's, and there's unique stories. And, and again, to your point, James, inspiration from all of those, right. And I've, I've gained great inspiration from, from each and every example you have given. Could you explain a little bit, James, you mentioned a DEXA scan. So could you explain to people listening what a DEXA scan is and how it works? <laughs> uh, boy, I, that's your talking technology that's over my head. <laughs> <laughs> uh, more explain like what it was like for you. Like for someone, if they were like, yeah. hey, what is this DEXA you know, scan? I was, I was curious I? about body fat. And, um, you know, where was my body fat as a percentage? Because I knew what my BMI was and I knew I was moving into a good BMI range, but you never really know, you know, how much muscle. And uh, the nice thing about the DEXA scan where I live in the San Francisco Bay Area, they have a mobile van that goes out and it moves around and occasionally it comes here to Santa Cruz where I live 
And uh, it's very easy and it's not very expensive. It's like $40 or $45 to you know make an appointment. You get a 15-minute slot. You go in, they lay you down on a table. They run a little beam over you. And that uh, ge- generates a really nice report that breaks down you know, what is your percentage of lean muscle versus fat versus bone. And uh, it tells you, it breaks it down by arm, mm-hmm. by leg, how much uh, fat you have around your waist. And uh, it was very helpful for me in seeing that, you know, where I went from, I don't know, I was probably 20% body fat and I got under 10%, which was, you know, super lean for me. And that was never really a target to get that low a body fat. And some people would say it's not healthy when you're 67 years old to be down at, uh, you know, a sub 10% body fat. But I feel like I'm in pretty good health. <laughs> I feel like I'm doing okay. I'd say right now I'm probably more like, yeah, you know, I don't know, 12%, but I haven't had a scan lately. But for me, it was helpful. I kind of wanted to benchmark it. And then I was doing it uh, every, you know, four or six months. I'd go and check. So I did that for a while for probably five or six scans. And then I just felt like, okay, I think I have a good handle on it now. I feel like if I'm maintaining my weight where I want and I feel like I'm not losing strength, uh, I, I, you know, I'm always concerned about losing muscle mass because they say as you age, you lose muscle mass. So it's a maybe a losing battle, but I'm pushing it. You know, I continue mm-hmm. to uh, do some weight training. I don't do the same kind of hardcore uh, uh, routines that I did in the early days of Fit Father, it was really hard on me. And I think partly because I still climb three or four days a week at the gym when I can, and uh, I need some recovery. So when I was taking those other days to do, uh, you know, an FF uh, Apex 10 or something like that, it was killing me. And I just, I wasn't getting any recovery time. So now I've kind of backed off. I listen to my body a little bit more. I'm focusing on becoming my own fitness guru and uh, doing things like I really, I really enjoy primal movement or animal movement. So it's a lot of crawling and jumping and hanging and things that uh, help my mobility and flexibility, but also help me maintain some strength. That's great. I was about to say recovery. I'm, I think that's amazing that you can listen to your body now and know I need to take those breaks, right? That's part of being this far into your journey is you, you can listen to that and learn from your own, your own signals. Yeah, no, that, that that's, that's true. Um, I, and I agree with you, James, I, you know, coming through losing weight, it, it, it hurt my body as well a lot, right? Just the amount of MRT weight training hits, right. That, that I was doing. So like you, I have somewhat changed that as well in my approach. I don't, I, I do give myself more recovery time and I'm more forgiving on myself for the recovery time. And back to the basics of nutrition and hydration and sleep. I use those mechanisms to help control the weight as much or more probably than I use, you know, the actual exercising, but like you, I still like to, you know, strength exercise. I still like to get my, my, my cardio and my hit in, um, as well, my running and, and whatnot. And unlike you, you talk about getting into primal movements. I found for me getting into yoga has helped a lot. So I've gotten actually into, into yoga and the flexibility and mobility I get out of yoga and my helping my recovery time has increased nice. significantly. Just from just from practicing yoga. Yeah, that's fantastic. 
Yeah. And if you haven't tried it, you should give it a try, especially the, the, the man flow yoga, which is, you know, one of the, one of the partner programs with the fit father project. So that's, that's what got me into it. And that's the program I use. And I am a yeah, huge fan I, of yoga. Very, very beneficial. Uh, I think I, on the, my circuitous journey started with mm-hmm. yoga actually. And I found a guy that, uh, did uh, some kind of like intensive yoga for men was the first YouTube guy I latched on to before I found Dr. Anthony. And uh, so I went through a, a long series of yoga that transitioned kind of into a high intensity interval training version of yoga, which was really interesting. And ultimately, mm-hmm. it kind of led me into this primal movement, which is a lot like yoga in many ways, but it's just a little bit more... Um, I don't know, active maybe than yoga. So I think it's they're they're very similar. And I'm a huge fan of of both. Well, now now you've got now you've got my uh, my curiosity peaked, and now I'm gonna have to go learn more about problem movements because you might you might see me crawling around like an animal next to you. <laughs> That'll be our next podcast um, to see what to find out about primal movements. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my goodness. So to someone out there who's getting close to their goal, they see their goal in sight, they're starting to think about the next step. Lee, what would you tell them? How would you tell them to mentally start to prepare for this next step? Yeah, it's a very good, very good question, Kat. I would say to mentally start preparing, um, again, read your why, un- understand where you, where you are with that and, and, and where you are now in your journey and, and what you want to be next. Start start envisioning yourself with what you want to be. And once you envision yourself there, start with the end in mind, as, as you say, write it down and that will start triggering the mindset to say, okay, I've, I've been visualizing myself as a person losing weight, right? To, to, to be skinny. And I see myself now being less weight, stronger. All right, now that I'm here, now what do I do? I got to see myself as maintaining and, and two years from now, I still want to be where I am, right? And then for me, that was very transformational because it just made me reflect on on all the aspects that I had utilized to get where I was and then make small tweaks to say, okay, well, now that I'm here, I want, I, I, how do I stay here? Um, and again, as I said, it's, it's an ongoing education and journey. I mean, I've, I've tweaked you know, mine along the way um, in the last four years of, of maintenance, um, and will continue to, right? I mean, as, as my body changes, as my life changes, um, as I learn more and, and educate myself more um, on nutrition and health and healthy foods and, you know, again, things that I once thought I would never enjoy that I thoroughly enjoy now, I know there's more of those around the next corner. So I, I, I just set myself up to, to look forward to those and to go find them, like primal movements maybe. <laughs> yeah. That's right. And James, same question for you. What would you tell this this member? So you're asking for somebody who's maybe achieved their goals and is moving into a maintenance. Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, I, I guess my suggestion would be to, you know, not not fall back. Do your best to you know, maintain uh, where you've got by, I think, as Lee said, you know, continue to set goals. They may be different goals. For me, 
you know, I, I learned how to do a muscle up and my goal now is to be able to do 10 consecutive muscle ups and I'm up to six. So I think I'm, I'm working towards that goal or, uh, you know, I can do a bent arm handstand. I want to be able to do a, a straight press to handstand, uh, pistol squats. I can do five each leg. I want to get to 10 each leg and then start doing weighted pistol squats. So for me, I just keep setting new goals, but I'm also be careful that I don't backslide by continuing to look at logging of my weight and uh, looking for, you know, changes in my body and in terms of flexibility and mobility that I want to continue those types of things. So, you know, my, my advice to people is always find something that is fun for you, mm-hmm. whether it's crawling around and doing primal movement or, uh, you know, riding a bicycle or running. If it's fun and it's healthy, it's got to be those two things and That's do it great. a lot. <laughs> well said. Keep it simple, right? <laughs> keep cool. it simple. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. If you keep it simple, you can do it for a long time and there's no stress. It just starts to feel like your everyday pattern, right? Just what you're doing. And for those of you listening, all of those different movements James listed off as goals, he is a beast. You are doing these primal movements and you are yeah. a beast because <laughs> all of those were insane what these new goals are. So yeah. <laughs> I'm going to put that out there. I love that. And, and Lee, in your journey, did you ever have any times where you started to backslip at all or was it always a forward motion journey towards your goal? Um, I mean, holistically, um, I've been very focused and been been able to to to, to stay forward moving in in my journey where I want to go. I mean, there are moments for sure, right? Like you know, you get around the holidays, for example, and and you've got the pressures of you know holiday cooking and you know Thanksgiving to New Year's and parties and events and things like that. So yeah, um, for me, that time of year always tends to be a little bit of a challenge, and. You know, the first the first year it was easy because I just lost a bunch of weight and I was very focused. I would say in subsequent years, mm-hmm. yeah, there's been a few times where, you know, you kind of get in that that, you know, I'm gonna lay around, watch football, watch TV, watch all the the the, the shows I wanna enjoy with the friends and family and, and and all the foods that come along with that. And um so yeah, for me I just have to really um every year coming into that time of year remind myself of, you know, here's what I need to do to prepare as like this time of year right now, I start thinking about it. And then as I get closer to the holidays, I just really um, make sure that I, I stay focused and, and set myself up for success as opposed to allowing myself to just fall back into that habit. Because I think for me, it comes from a position of fear. I'm, again, I use fear as a motivator for me. I'm afraid that if I do allow myself to fall back into it, like say from Thanksgiving to New Year's, then I won't stop, right? I'll stay there. And then it'll, it'll move on into the, the rest of my lifestyle again, that, that I'm living my life like that, as opposed to, you know, it being a small segment of time and me being able to manage that. So I just really put a lot of mental thought into, you know, what's coming next in my life and how am I going to manage that um, to make sure that I maintain where I am. And, and again, setting goals and, and um, you know, having that forward vision of what a what I envision myself to want to be is how I continue to, to stay motivated in it. That is such great advice, Lee. I uh, definitely resonates for me going into, for me, it's like a, a, a vacation and uh, with family, especially yeah. if I get back around uh, my family or my wife's family, 
there's always, you know, more drinking and eating. And it's okay if I allow myself to, you know, go off the rails a little bit. But if I can go into it really thinking about what's coming and prepare for it, it's a lot easier to not go as far off the rails and then have to come back and work so hard to get back where I was. Right. It's easier to stay where I am in the physical condition and my, my nutrition than, to your point, have to really fight to get back to it, right? And I think, again, for me, that's, I use it as, as a fear thing. I don't want to have to go through that again. So I'm afraid that if I allow myself to go that far down that path, that then it's going to take so much work, or maybe I won't even do it. Maybe I'll just give up next time and be like, all right, I'm not, I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to continue down this path, right? And so I just don't want to allow myself that leeway that far. So I really put the effort into, as I said, thinking about what, what it's going to mean and how I'm going to respond to it before it actually occurs to me. Lee, I hold you up as one of the real superheroes of Fit Father. When I look at your before and after the work that you've done and the fact that you've maintained for as long as you have, it's, uh, it really helps keep me going, brother. Likewise, brother, I, 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 you and several others when I first was coming in were, were my key motivators, right? That that were basically the, the pictures I hung on the wall, so to speak, in my head and said, you know, I want to be like these guys. And, you know, I, I was looking, I knew you were, you know, several years older than me, right? And so that alone was inspiration to be like, well, if this guy can do it, in his early 60s, and here I am in my late 40s, and I'm doing it. Come on, seriously, get your head together, do it, right? I mean, focus. If, if other people can do this, so can you. And I think that for me is like the one defining thing is, is people ask me all the time, oh, you know, how'd you do it? How'd you get there? And I always try to remind everybody, I'm no different than anyone else. If I can do mm-hmm. it, anyone can do it. It's true. It's just you got to get your head in the right place first. And then follow the plan and the rest will follow. I mean, it's really, I know I oversimplified it because there's a lot of challenges and things that come along in the journey. I get it, but it actually is kind of really that simple. (laughs) So. I I mean, for, I think what the Fit Father project and program have done is just phenomenal because they break it down. Uh, Dr. A breaks it down to something that is pretty simple. It's nutrition, it's exercise, it's community. And if you can dip into all three of those and follow the plan, then uh, you will lose weight and you will get stronger and you will feel better. It's, uh, I mean, it sounds simple. I know it's not for some people. I totally empathize with people who struggle But uh, for me and for you and for many, it's been the right formula. Yeah, agreed. And for some people, it may not be the right formula, right? Because they're not ready for it yet for whatever reason. But hopefully we can encourage those people, as you said, wherever they are in their journey to, 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 to continue to strive and move forward, right? And I agree with you. You know, I have a lot of empathy and, and, you know, thought for people that are in the program one that 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 struggled to get started and get going and then two the other ones that i think i think sometimes you know guys like me that come in that for whatever reason 
it clicks right away and and we just plow through it, right? But that's my DNA. That's part of who I am. And I, and I realize I'm not like everybody else in, in, in the way I go after things, right? So for me, I have to kind of temper that as well. And I have to say, okay, you know, it's again, it's the adding up the small incremental wins. And as long as they outweigh the others, you're still moving forward. Even if it's just one small thing, even if it's just, I don't know, the fact that you cut sodas out, Right or cut alcohol out. I mean, to the degree of what you're drinking today or whatever. There's a positive benefit in all of it. And like you said, this program has done an amazing job. You know, Cat and Doctor A and the whole team at putting this together and making it available and making it available like access is easy to anyone in the world for the most part. That it's there. It's a tool. Use it for what you need to use it for and what you want to get out of it. I can't just think of a better way to wrap up this amazing podcast. If you are out there and you are ready to take that first step and create this community with the brotherhood, join and come meet these guys on the, in the Facebook group in this community and take that first step. Like Lee said, it's habit stacking, right? You make one choice ready to go and you just keep moving on and keep moving forward. If you are getting close to maintenance and you need some help and support, these wonderful members are there in the brotherhood, ready to support you along with many others. So please reach out and get support. And we're all here. Thank you so much, James and Lee, for joining today on this Members Chat podcast. Check out the Fit Father Project um, on our website. Listen to our other podcast episodes and also on YouTube for more awesome content and tips. Thank you, Kat. Thanks, Lee. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Fit Father Project podcast. If you love what you heard, please rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts. It really helps spread this show to more men who need this valuable info. To watch full video episodes of this podcast and other motivational videos to inspire your training and more, visit our Fit Father Project YouTube channel. It's free and everything's made for busy guys over 40 like you. Visit youtube.com forward slash Fit Father Project to get access to our entire video library. And finally, if you or someone in your life is interested in becoming a fit father or needs help losing weight, building muscle, and living healthier after age 40, then visit fitfatherproject.com where you can see our proven programs, supplement line for guys 40 plus, and free meal plan and workouts to get you started. This is Dr. Anthony Balduzzi signing off. I'll see you in the next episode.